Welcome everyone to today's episode of the Retail Is Podcast by Retail Alliance. I'm Kylie Ross-Seibert, joined as always with Joey Morgan. And today's guest is Walter Gardner from Village Bicycles in Newport News. Welcome to the show, Walter. Thank you. And can we call you Walt? That's all right. You sure can. You can call me whatever you want. <laughs> well, today, we're interested in just having a chat with you about your business, how you got there. So I know it's an interesting story. Um, so yeah, maybe we can just get started. You can introduce yourself and, and what your business is all about. Sure. Well, my name is Walt Gardner, and uh, I'm the owner of uh, Village Bicycles. Um, and I started as an owner back in 2006. Is that right? Yeah, 2006. <laughs> Who are you talking while. to off to the side, Walter? <laughs> uh, that's Connie. That's my uh, my partner in uh, life, partner in business, and <laughs> and at home. Your partner in crime. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's nice to see you, Connie, off the side. <laughs> <laughs> So you started the business, what, 2006, you said? It was. So um, I actually uh, started in the bike industry in uh, 1977, right out of high school. I was uh, planning on going into the military. And uh, so I had to kill some time. I wasn't old enough to go in yet. Uh, and a, a buddy of mine that uh, worked on a crab boat uh, came by the house and he goes, hey, man, I just got a new job. I was like, really, what are you going to be doing? He goes, I'm going to be working at a bike shop. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, man, you want to come? I was like, really? I can come? He goes, yeah. The guy needs some help. Uh, you know, you can come along and, and volunteer. So uh, that was in the summer of 1977. Uh, and, you know, lo and behold, 2021, I'm, I'm still here waiting to go into the military. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, so uh, you were volunteering at the time, so you weren't even getting I, paid. I did, so I, uh, I started as a volunteer and the, the owner of the bicycle shop at the time uh, was a gentleman named Mr. Conti. Um, and okay. he had a, uh, they, and they still have a very successful uh, bicycle business as well. They do. Um, and so uh, when I was, um, when I showed up, he goes, well, you, you can't volunteer. If you're working, I have to pay you. So um, uh, my friend that that uh, actually got the job got got fired a couple weeks later. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Mr. Connie was like, your buddy's got to go, but I'd like for you to stay on. And then I reminded him that this was just a, a temporary uh, job until I was old enough to, to get into the military. So... Uh, was that the end of your friendship with you? <laughs> well, you know, he he asked me if, if he needed to come back and pick me up at the end of the day. I, I said, he's probably going to fire me at the end of the day. So, he, needs, he needs somebody to hang out to the end of the day. But uh, yeah, that, um, no, he he's, uh, he's, he stayed a friend for sure. That's funny. Uh, and, and he knew um, the issue was uh, neither one of us had a lot of experience. Um, and what we would do is we would repair the bikes and then we'd, we'd set them up front where the customers would pick them up. But Mr. Conti would go through them and make sure if there was anything that was loose or that we had overlooked. Um, you know, he tried to head that off at the pass, but the, um, the straw that broke the camel's back was that he had three comebacks where the customer had to bring it back. The wheel either slipped over mm -hmm. or 
something was overlooked and and he explained to us that he just couldn't have that you know yeah so at the time you know his suggestion was go out and test ride it before you put it in the line there and that way you know if there's any issues you might figure it out while you're out there test riding it sure yeah which was just you know that was sheer brilliance on on his end um and i you know i still like to test ride something if i work on it um and i'm i'm kind of a small guy i'm about five foot five so a lot of times the bikes are a little big for me to go out and test ride. <laughs> so, uh, I don't test ride everything, but uh, if I can ride it, I, I do like to ride it and make sure that it's still working. So uh, did he give you a love for bikes or is this just a, a job? Well, really honestly, you know, the, the attraction was is that, you know, I, um, I raced a bike as a younger uh, guy. And um, of course I was 17 at the time, so, mm -hmm. uh, I uh, I was already a bicycle enthusiast, so I thought, man, this is this would be fun, you know, working on bikes, kind of my passion. Um, so, but I, I quickly realized that, you know, working on your own bike and then working on a bike that somebody's paying to have repaired uh, is is a totally different standard, you know. So I was I was very fortunate. Um, Mr. Conti was uh almost like a second father to me because i was i was a young kid um and you know he was sort of guiding me along mm -hmm. um you know and, and and being with somebody all day long you know you you weren't just talking about bikes you know you talked about your family and and other things and uh so uh you know it was good to to have somebody like him uh help me out give me some sort of value system that that I've been able to maintain my whole life. Yeah, so mental. Yeah, so at the time he was a like a uh, he had gone from a three store operation to a one store operation and put it all under one roof. Uh, and the business had formerly been Village Bicycles, uh, the the um, the building that he acquired. Hmm. Um, okay. The gentleman, the gentleman that was uh, running Village Bicycles was. It was kind of a Gucci uh, high-end bicycle uh, thing, like in the in the 70s, was kind of rare. Um, but it turned out he had another business going on <laughs> that he got busted for. <laughs> that's, that's how Mr. Connie was able to acquire the space. Um, but uh, that that's kind of how the name Village Bicycles came back around because- so Why did you come I, back to it? Uh, well, the, the, when- um, how I took ownership was that um, when Mr. Connie passed, his two sons took over the business and they had a different vision than Mr. Connie did. They wanted to open shops all across the, the country mm -hmm. um, because they had been very successful. Um, and that was, was kind of what, what they wanted to do. They wanted to expand and, and share their service with people all over the country. Um, so uh, in 2005, they started uh, franchising. Mm -hmm. So I was offered a, okay. a franchise. And uh, so when I took the, the business over, it was a, uh, a Conti's uh, bike shop. And I had the, uh, the licensing to uh, own that name for 10 years. So the couple of years I ran it, 
as a franchise and I, I quickly found out that uh, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't the right guy to be part of a franchise model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was able to sign a, a, a termination agreement with the franchise company uh, and, and was able to maintain a good relationship uh, with the Conti uh, family at the same time. So, um, yeah. you know, they were, they were really instrumental in helping me understand, you know, what it was like to, to run a business uh, and, you know, without them giving me the opportunity, I wouldn't have, you know, what I have now. So, um, but when it, when it became Village Bicycles, that was more like the business that I had envisioned, mm -hmm. um, like a one-store operation. It's hard to control, um, you know, stuff that happens in other multiple locations. So if somebody had a, a not so positive experience somewhere else, and you're carrying the same name, you, you kind of get drug along with that. So uh, when I became Village Bicycles, any problems that I created were once I created on my own. <laughs> and uh, we, it's always been a bicycle shop in this particular location. So I think that's helped me a lot uh, because people, if they didn't remember anything, they remember, hey, there's a bike shop right in that area of Newport News, um, but we've been, um, you know, we're a local neighborhood bike shop mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, we cater from, you know, everybody from the, the department store bicycle to the, you know, $15,000 bicycle now. Um, when I started a state-of-the-art bicycle was about 600 bucks yeah <laughs> it's got, the math has gotten pretty uh yeah that's crazy it is it's it's nuts i have a lot of people that come in there and they're like what's your most expensive bike you know and usually i'll point out one of connie's bikes because uh, she's an enthusiast as well and yeah uh, they go good lord are you kidding i didn't pay that much for my car yeah <laughs> yeah what do the parts cost on that to replace jeez well you know that it's it can be expensive so when i started uh in 77 our uh tune-up was about 15 bucks <laughs> and you know it might take you an hour to do it and it was mostly pulling cables grease and bearings that sort of thing well now um you have sophisticated shift systems that that are uh they're controlled by Bluetooth. So, you know, when Connie's shifting gears on her bicycle, it's actually sending a phone signal to the rear derailleur and that's what moves her chain around on her bike. Uh, and it has hydraulic disc brakes on it. Um, and the, the bikes are made out of uh, carbon fiber now. So they've gotten pretty, pretty complicated. So yeah, I mean, how like do it. people learn this stuff? Is there a school for bike repairs? There, there is. Um, <laughs> they, they do have several uh, schools that you can go to now. I mean, you really have to. Mm -hmm. um, I was fortunate enough to, to come up in a time where, you know, it was the most basic, you know, uh, wire pulling the derailleur. Well, the principles have never changed. It's just how it moves now. Um, you know, the bike is still... Uh, the fundamental greatest design. mechanism in the world. They say it's more efficient than walking. So, um, but the principles have never changed. Um, 
Yeah. And what's interesting now is probably the biggest uh, growing marketplace are uh, pedal assist electric bikes. So, mm. you know, as, as folks get up in years and they, they can't do a, a 30 or 40 mile ride now, like they used to, they can now buy a pedal assist bike that helps them uh, on their journey. And oh, they're becoming cool. much more practical modes of uh, transportation. Yeah, are you stocking those as well? I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. We do. Oh, wow. Okay. We do. Yeah, it's not a big part of our business yet. Um, there are shops that only specialize uh, in electric bicycles, but you know, we still feel like you know, if you want to get it and pedal a bicycle, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's that's kind of what we specialize in. Mm. Okay. Well, how? Gosh, so, I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> so the. Obviously, the big thing going on, COVID-19 and how it's been impacting businesses. I have been fascinated on what it did for bikes. It seemed everybody in the world wanted to buy a bike for a period during this. Well, you know, that that's the, the, the crazy thing. And it's created all kinds of new issues for the bike industry. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. You know, when people uh, didn't go to work. Uh, they just didn't want to be cooped up in their house the whole time. So, uh, you know, they, Hey, maybe I'll, uh, I'll get out and, and ride a bike. Um, and Find it, their old bike in the attic somewhere. And <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> if we scan the, the back of the bike shop right now, you'd see lots of old bikes that were in the attic for, uh, a lot of years, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, the great thing about a, a good bike is that no matter how old it is, it can always be serviced and you know it'll still get you down the road you know nice. that, but did that become um, sort of more of the majority rather than purchasing new bikes was like well if there were the, the and the thing is that you know everybody all at once decided they wanted to ride a bike and the bike industry was not really prepared mm -hmm. for that and uh, you know what a lot of people don't realize that you know this pandemic was a worldwide problem so a lot of the factories were shut down over, you know, when COVID first hit. So there weren't bikes being manufactured at the time. So uh, we're, we're in a spot now where, uh, you know, they're trying to catch up on the, the manufacturing end of things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a while before they, they can, uh, things go back to, you know, where shops have lots of inventory for, yeah. for people to pick from. So, yeah, it's been somewhat of a pivot for me. Um, because we've uh, gone from, you know, it used to be like a 50% sales, 50% service to, you know, um, you know, it's a much lower number on the sales end right now, just because of availability. Mm -hmm. But uh, the service end of it is, uh, at times it seemed almost unmanageable. Um, is it getting a little bit better now? Yeah, uh, yes, it is. I mean, I think uh, that we've gotten through some of the worst part of it, uh, a lot of it is, um, you know, the supply chain, uh, buying tires and it, things like tires and inner tubes that we've never had to uh, take for granted, mm -hmm. uh, you know, now are, are, are like a very uh, tough thing to, to get your hands on. <laughs> so a lot of times we take in a repair and we'll tell people, hey, this could be a month because I can't get the tires for it right now. You know, people look at me like, what, you can't get tires. <laughs> like, yeah, they're just, you know, I can't get tires. Yeah, that's 
That's crazy. So, I mean, what, I mean, you've obviously, as you said, you've had to pivot. Mm -hmm. What happened with the staff? Or is it just you and Connie? Like who works with you and what? Uh, well, I mean, because we're a service oriented business, I, I have uh, kept, you know, my staff going the whole time. So, and I, you know, I feel bad for a lot of other businesses because I know like if, if you were, if I was in the restaurant business, you know, there have been, you know, restaurants that have, have shut down because their core customer, you know, can't come in and they're, regulated by the government. I think I, we were fortunate in the fact that we were considered essential. So we never really had to shut down. However, uh, we do close a, a couple times a week because if I didn't, there's no way I could um, keep up with the amount of repair work. So I, we have to work uninterrupted on the days that were closed ju just to stay a couple of weeks behind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. So we Go back to you said you're essential. Is that because it's like a transportation mode? You know, I guess. <laughs> that's all I yeah, that's I, I the only thing I can think of. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of our um, other retailers, obviously, were not classed as essential, you know, small businesses. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and you must have you know, we didn't, it wasn't something we ever thought about. Uh, you know, are we essential? I just figured, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to show up until they tell me I can't show up. You know, it's one of the, that's the great thing about being in an industry that you're passionate about is you don't, you don't really feel like you're going to work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's something you look forward to doing every day. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, in, in that respect, I feel very fortunate. I couldn't imagine going to a job that I just got up and I was like, oh man, I got to go back into work today. Another eight hours of something. I just, how am I going to get through the day? Yeah. So tell me, when did you meet Connie and how did she get involved with it? Well, uh, Connie was actually a uh, sponsored athlete for us. So um, the owner of the shop at the time said he wanted to sponsor this uh, aspiring triathlete. Um, and that's kind of how I met her. Uh, I was the mechanic, so I was the one that was going to work on her bicycle. Um, and through that, uh, you know, that's really how we, we met. And uh, I would have never in a million years thought that one day we'd be working, you know, side by side in the industry. Uh, she was a, a school teacher um, at the time. And, and again, you know, me being a bike mechanic, I didn't, I didn't really picture us you know, <laughs> becoming business partners, uh, let alone life partners. <laughs> now, how long ago was that? Um, gosh, I'm going to say that was sometime around uh, 89. Does that sound right? Y yes. 92. 1992. Wow. That's not a bad run. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Might, might be if you ask her. <laughs> so you're, you're more sort of the back end and the, you know, you, you run that side of things, but does Connie run the front? With she does. She's, she's certainly become more the, the face of the business, in my opinion, than I have. She deals with the answering the phones, uh, selling most folks their bikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and, you know, she does the bookkeeping, the controlling of the inventory. 
um, you know, uh, yeah. she, she does a lot. She does a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of like getting the word out, I mean, you local, a lot of people know that there's a bike shop there, obviously. Mm -hmm. But do you do like, um, you know, bike runs or, you know, like, is there any sort we of- We do, yes. Because it's a passion driven business, we have bike rides that we do um, out of the shop. And it's it's interesting because a lot of the, the people that you meet initially as customers become friends and mm -hmm. big supporters of the, the bike shop. So I'm- I'm a guy, I don't even own a cell phone. So <laughs> it, so I'm not a big social media guy, but everybody that I meet is a social media person. So, you know, they, they always pass the good word along. Uh, so I don't have to be that technically savvy because all of my customers are. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's the best way to get someone else to talk about you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So we're, we're, uh, you know, so grateful to the community because they're really the ones that are responsible for our success. You know, I, I show up every day and uh, I repair the bikes. Uh, but um, honestly, it's, it's the community that gets out there and says, Hey, you got to go to village bikes and get your bike worked on or go in there, you know, buy a tire if you need it, you know, so uh in this day and age, you know, you can buy everything uh, over the net, you know, and but I'm oh, stunned yeah. at how much, you know, uh, traffic, you know, we still get. And, you know, that's the, the sad thing is that there are uh, kids that are growing up that have only had the experience over their phone. So they don't get that, you know, it, personal interaction that you can get uh, at, a, at a small business. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, getting to know people, actually sure. having a conversation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. So what, what are your goals for this year? What's the uh, plan for Village Bikes Bicycle? Uh, well, I, you know, we're going to continue on the, the path that we're on right now. It's, uh, it's mainly just trying to um, keep the business going until it, it goes back to a little bit more of a, a normal type mm -hmm. retail business. Right now, we're uh, I would say that we're a little bit more service oriented than retail, but we still have accessories that people can come in and, and get. Um, and we do have bikes, not many, um, but, you know, they're starting to trickle in, you know, a couple at a time during the week. Um, mm -hmm. And as the supply chain gets better, we'll have to transition back into, um, you know, business that we were doing before COVID. Nice. Did you actually, um, were you able to get any extra help on the service side? Or, I mean, you kept your people there, but. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we, we have, yeah, we actually have a, a, a couple of uh, gentlemen that come in and, and help out uh, part-time and, and some of them help out up front uh, to try and give uh, Connie a hand because it takes a little while for them to learn the, the service part of it, unless they've been, uh, gone to a, a training school or something, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, they pick up a little bit at a time. So, uh, yeah, we've been very, very fortunate. A lot of people, uh, want to work in a shop. It's, it's a little bit of a magical atmosphere. If you're, if you're a bicycle person yeah. <laughs> to be working in a bicycle shop, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah I just, never, I've never met anyone who said, Oh, I want a career in the you know, I no, certainly not. Yeah, it's not the not the path most folks would take. 
you know. Right, but, but at the same time, it's great to know that there is the opportunity there. And, sure. You know, still yeah, so there is a, uh, if in the bicycle retailer magazines, uh, you know, they're touting the fact that there are not enough uh, bicycle mechanics um, in the industry right mm -hmm. now, that there is a shortage of qualified mechanics. You know, everybody's worked on their bike or repaired a, uh, a tube. Uh, you know, it's the, it's probably the one industry that, you know, where everybody's an expert <laughs> because they've worked on their own bike or changed a tire. Mm. I think there's a lot of industries like that. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah. Probably so. I'm, I'm much more sympathetic to people behind the counters working behind the scenes now, you know, when you experience it yourself. Yeah. Well, we are getting close to out of time. Is there anything uh, you'd like to ask Kylie? Uh, Walt, anything you'd like to say? Uh, no, just that, uh, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, you know, it's always, uh, I don't find my story as interesting as other people do. <laughs> yeah. no, I, think, I think it's fascinating that you've just been there for so long in that building. It, it has been, it is truly, you know, it's like a, it's like a dream. You know, it's uh, every day that I get to get up and do it again. I'm just, I'm grateful for every day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that is. Oh, well, good luck it. getting into the military one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brother who was in the military goes, I don't think you're what they're looking for. To be <laughs> <laughs> I think he was right. That's, funny. Uh, that's great. Well, thank you for joining us. Well, oh, you're so welcome. It's been my pleasure. <laughs>